Hi, welcome to Sword Art Radio. This is the third episode in our Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition campaign, Doors. On the last episode, our heroes chose to get into it on behalf of the Oak family, who were being intimidated by an extortion racket run by a man called Boatman Barnes. They decided to go and have a word with Barnes and it quickly turned deadly. He had three friends with him, two of which were incapacitated, one of which, by name of Big Jack, was treated to a sight of Fey Terror when Rue unwittingly used a power for the first time. Jack was knocked unconscious, two of his friends were killed, and Boatman Barnes was left pinned to the floor with instructions to explain to the Watch that our heroes had actually saved him from a group of ne'er-do-wells. We did some more time the stuff, and on the night of the attack, Gimbal's a little bit shell-shocked, wandered off on his own and ran into some more Kotovari invaders. The rest of the group managed to back him up, but not before he'd killed one of them. The other invaders, rather than decide to engage, decided to run away, but before doing so, plunged a small dagger into the forehead of their companion. When our heroes came up to the body, they saw it change from a lizard-like creature back to a man with a glowing wound in its forehead. If you want to get in touch with us, it's swordnutradio at gmail.com. That's swordnutradio at gmail.com. We want to hear anything you have to say. And if you don't have anything to say, we'll give you a shout-out anyway. Just tell us your name, where you are in the world, and a random fact, and we will read it out on the show. You can get in touch on Twitter as well. It's at swordnut. And I'll get out of your way. Okay, so before we get going, we had two bits of feedback. And the first was from, well, they're both on Facebook. The first was from Manchester Tabletop Society, who basically just uh, shared our um, episode two, which was nice of them. Um, uh, and they said it was a good listen. So I just said thanks and said, you know, want to shout out on the show. So, oh, yes, okay, yep. So um, they meet on Thursday nights at Bar 21 in Manchester. Should I make that clear? Manchester, UK, because we do have people in Manchester. USA, if you listen, uh, he'll get very upset. Damn them, stealing um, our talents. Stealing names. And, uh, and your own jersey. <laughs> they also have, um, they have a role playing with themselves, they play uh, World of Darkness Werewolf um, every once in a while. So if you want uh, details, then go for Manchester Tabletop Society on uh, Facebook. And their fact is that 30% of sheep are gay. So it's time to go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I had to, it's low-hanging fruit. I'm half Welsh as well. <laughs> I felt dirty. Except that he will edit that part out. No, no, I won't. My, my shame will stay. <laughs> so our second piece of feedback was from the Facebook page I Fucking Love Roleplay, <laughs> who shared both of our episodes on Facebook. Uh, on the second one, they just said um, that it seems like a, a fun group to game with. Uh, which is nice of them. So I uh, just said we'd give them a pimp out on the next one. So hello, hello, I fucking love roleplay. And their random fact is that if you drop hydrogen peroxide on an axolotl, it will change into a salamander. So there, there you go. <laughs> random fact for everyone. Um, so if you want to say anything to us, it's swordnutradio at gmail.com or at swordnut on Twitter and give us a random fact because we love them, you bastards. Uh, let's do some introductions. <laughs> I am Adam A. I play Gimbal Galaglass, a diminutive bard uh, who is naive and trusting. He has inspiration. Hi, I'm Biddy. I play Rune, who is a human warlock. And my flaw is that I'm paranoid and terrified that I will lose my intelligence and magical powers. My name's Tom. I play Karahad, a dwarf fighter. Um, my flaw is that sometimes things happen around me and I don't understand what's going on. Hi, I'm Mike. I play Bleak, the half-breed rogue. Uh, and I'm Paul, I'm the DM, and I'm going to kill everyone tonight, even the people listening. Mm. So hello, future people. I'm going to kill you.
We have a bleeding bastard in front of us. We do. We have a couple of further bleeding bastards who are continuing to bleed, um, and will do so, um, because they is deed. And we have one other bleeding bastard who is not deed. Yes. Who is unconscious. Big Jack is on the floor. Okay, so, who wants to take charge? Who's taking point on this? What's happening? Right then, guys. Let's, get, let's hightail it out of here. We'll go make sure the Oak family is, is safe. Really tight, yeah. Is safe. Yeah, let's, um, let's get out there. Barnes knows our agreement. He's going to cover for us. If he doesn't, we'll be back. So yeah, let's go check, check on the Oak family. Yeah, let's go back. As you leave these guys, Barnes is, is going to start gurgling. He's on the floor. He's in pain. I'm going to... Go back, make sure he's propped up. Make sure that he's not losing too much blood. I'm going to save him on fire. We need to keep him alive. Purely, uh, yeah, because Jack, on the floor, he's immediately going to tell it was us that came in and fucked them up. So we need someone on side who's going to lie convincingly yeah. enough. The problem is, though, that when Jack... If, if Jack is out of the equation, it was just us versus him, it would be fine. But if Jack comes awake, he's got another person potentially to back up his story. And there's nothing to stop them from when whoever turns up, basically just, you know, telling them whatever the hell they like. Because we're not here to police it, so... It's true. I would point out there are four of us and two of them. Who's, to say, who's to say that they didn't fall to fighting? They Barnes are roasted. Uh, he is drifting in and out. Do you want to make a medicine check, a wisdom medicine check, to see... I don't want to waste a roll, a, a roll dice on him, to be honest. Roll a dice on him, to be honest. Does anyone else want to? I'll do it. I'm not even trusting uh, in the last session um, I took him at his word. So Gimbal is going to just wander over. And you're going to roll with disadvantage. Cool. Gimbal's going to walk over, have a look at him. Fall. Okay, the reason you roll with disadvantage is because you are traumatised from having seen these uh, these deaths. Three. <laughs> so three, you got yeah. three. Uh, so basically any mental stat that you're going to roll, you're going to be impaired, so you're going to have some disadvantage for that one. Uh, yeah, you're going to look him over and you, you, you see a man who's in pain and you see blood and you, you, you've already seen too much blood so you, you kind of don't want to see any more. Do we tourniquet the leg, prop him up and then leave? Tourniquet is a good idea. Uh, Will helps to stop him bleeding out. Yep, let's do that. We'll do that. Cool. What's to stop him though from attacking any families? I think we've made a clear impression that if he starts any other family... Sutton and any other family will be back. Yeah, well, this is this yeah. guy's business. He's not just going to stop, is he? He might, he might stop attacking the Oaks, because that's who we're involved with. But... Well, what's to stop someone else taking his place? At least this one's scared of us now. I don't know. This is just leaving them sentence and all that sense. If you want to kill him, kill him. I'm really not asked. I'm happy to go. Gimbal's just going to start heading towards the door. He's going to go join Karahad and uh, wait for you two to crash it out. Okay, yeah, fair enough then. Let's, uh... So you're not going to kill him then? No. So you're quite prepared for the rest of us, or one of us, to kill him, but you're not prepared to do it? Although, I'm going to try and leave, I'm going to drop one of my daggers. I want to do it sneakily and see if they, anyone spots it. So. Okay, well stealth. Is that, well, is that not sleight of hand? Um, my decks. Let's, yeah, let's make that, yeah, that's a, that's a good call. Sleight of hand. That's a 15, I get no modifier. 15, uh, what's everyone's passive perceptions? Mine's 10. 8. 10, sorry. I'm going. <laughs> so it's, uh, it should say at the bottom there. 
Yeah, it's yeah, not. He's not filled. No, I'm very. Oh, it's ten plus your wisdom modifier. Uh, and if you twelve, are, are you proficient in perception? Yeah, two. So, so he's got fourteen. Fourteen. So your perception, yeah. So yeah. your passive is fourteen, and you got fifteen. Yep. All right. Yeah, no one sees this go down. You can drop a dagger. Okay, guys. Yeah, let's get out of here then. Let's so just see. just to be clear, uh, so you just pop him up. You're not patching him up. You just so we tourniquet his leg. Tourniquet his leg. Propped him up so he's not going to pass out or choke on his tongue or like that. Make me a medicine check. What's the medicine? Ten. Cool. Yeah. You'd rip off a bit of his own trouser leg and tie it on. You know, slap him on the cheek and say, I don't, don't, say I don't do anything for you, Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> he is going to slip into unconsciousness and kind of slump away, but uh, he's not dead. Cool. Where are we going? What's happening? We're going to Go head back to the Oaks. Oaks. Yeah. Make sure they're okay. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm probably not going to want to meet the Oaks, to be honest. I did most of the damage there, so... So while you guys are all wandering off to the oaks, Gimbal's going to trail behind a little bit. So where, where where are the oaks? Where yeah, are in the in the centre of um, the town, really. Fine, and say you just info dump on me where how I get to them from. I can't tell you, so I know where they are. Okay, so it's about I guess about three streets away. Right, like just down just down a few little alleys there. They're a poor family, so they're not in like the nicest um, right. dwellings. You know, these are refugees from the Falberg, so they've mm. been brought in. Okay, cool. Um, what they've been brought in? Because in the past, right now, we're five days past. Uh, five days three before. Three days before. Which is two days after the siege has started. Cool. Yeah, right, got you. I was getting a bit confused on time then. <laughs> Always jumping backwards and forwards, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, so while, while you guys are making your way along, along the streets anyway, Gimbal's going to trail behind a little bit, sort of kicking his feet. Um, this, this whole thing, obviously, what we've just done, is put all playing on his mind. He's very quiet right now. I'm going to chase after Gimbal, invite him to go come get drunk. No, no, we're coming with you. All right. But I thought it was just I'm trailing behind. You guys are walking off in front of three, and I'm sort of trailing along behind, sort of, you know, swallowing my thumbs, kicking my feet. Shit, shit, guys, sorry. Uh, Patting myself down. I I think I've left one of your knives behind. Uh, Let's go get it. Don't want to be leaving, like, evidence behind or something, so I'll I'll meet you at the Oaks, yeah? No, I'll leave it. It'll be all right. No, 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 no. I've only got got completely two of them, and I... Quite like it, you know. I think I was getting the hang of how to use it actually. You know, that, that swishing I was doing before, it was it was quite nice. So I'm, I'm just going to go grab it. You, you guys head on. I'll uh, I'll catch up with you. Yeah? No, we'll we'll wait around for you. Okay, fair enough then. I head back towards the warehouse. Get to the uh, the door, the threshold. Pump my head through and have a quick look around to see if I can see if everyone's still unconscious. There are three bodies. One of them is breathing, propped up against the crates. Make a perception check for me, please. Sixteen. Yeah, there are obvious signs of moving, of um, you know, detritus on the floor and things like that, where it looks like someone has kind of crawled away and Jack is missing. Jack's missing. The yep. big guy who's unconscious on the floor. Yep. Hmm. Okay, well, Barnes is still there, yeah? He is, yes. Is he unconscious still? He's still unconscious. Well, I've been hoping to deal with a pair of you at the same time, but apparently you can't have everything. Blake's just too important to leave loose ends like this lying around on the floor bleeding. Well, apparently, fucked if I know. 
hopefully my benefactor will explain why it's so important at some point, but until then, anyway, I just wanted you to know, this is nothing personal. <laughs> Fucking bastard. Uh, so yeah, that goes off. Um, I'll give that to you, you don't have to go for it. Um, okay. So yeah, he's... You're going to slit his throat. His, his heart is pretty weak at that moment as well. He's lost a lot of blood, so it doesn't like fountain out of him. But it does sort of like come through and bubble through and uh, start soaking in front of his chest and he sort of breathes a last and his chest collapses and he passes away. Can I see any indication where Big Jack's gone? Yes, you can see, um, looking around, you can see that uh, there are ropes and things on the floor and boxes and things that seem to have been moved in you know, out of the path of a large man trying to get out. And it goes towards the, the rear of the building. Didn't want to leave any witnesses, but he's too big to take on alone. I leave and rejoin the group. Found it, guys! I'm all perceptions to see if, not, if I can see blood on his knife. So you're waving the knife? That's what you just said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Himmel's, Himmel's, a bit, Himmel's a bit disturbed by blood at the moment. He's, uh, he's not quite in right mind. He's thinking anything red. So I'm thinking so, if this knife's stained bloody, Himmel might have a little bit of a freak out here. Well, we'll give you the thing. Did you clean the knife? I'm going to say I didn't clean the knife. That is going to come back to you because if you don't wipe blood off your knife before putting it into your scabbard, you're going to fuck up that knife. So, uh, yeah, there is there is blood on it, uh, but let's see if you see it. Let's roll the perception, please. And you are at a disadvantage. Twelve. Yeah, you're going to see that there's blood on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gimbal is just going to point and go, <laughs> and then vomit. <laughs> uh, we need to get this guy into the pub. Yeah. Stat. <laughs> what, what, what's he vomiting about? Is it just the adrenaline or what? Gimbal, what, what's up with you, mate? What set you off? He's just kind of jibber. There's <laughs> <laughs> blood everywhere. I look at the knife, see the blood on it, think, yeah, that was a mistake. And go, oh, sorry, mate, it's off the guy that I sliced. Um, <laughs> sliced. I clean it or scratched. <laughs> I make no effort to apologise or, or make a big deal out of it. It's just, you know, oh, it's just the blood that was on, on the, the knife after the fight. So, Cool. Is anyone going to not believe him or believe him? What, what, what's going through your characters' minds right now? I'm not going to believe him. Yeah. I'm going to believe him. My mind's not really on this. So, uh, yeah, Bleak reckons he's done something dodgy because he didn't cut anyone nearly what hard enough. <laughs> yeah. He sort of blood his I blade. saw him fighting. There's no way he was going to cut it. And uh, Carahad at this point doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've already done murder and uh, maybe a bit more than was strictly necessary. The, the, the party's back together. The band's back together. What are we do? Taking oh, Gimble to the nearest pub. When we're heading to the Oak family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really cannot be bothered with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you've so had your fight now. You've had your moment of violence. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say that. Drain now. Okay, so so how about you, you take me back to the um, the, the inn that we were in? Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, there we go. Did we name the The Gauntlet. The Gauntlet. You're going to take me back to the Gauntlet. Yep. These guys, as I say, would go off to um, to the Oak family. Well, they would do, but it's night time. <laughs> yeah. and you're in the field of battle at the moment just off the marketplace there's a very large hole near you in the centre of the marketplace there is this corpse in front of you that's just turned from this scaly projecting kind of more face like sort of dog-like almost it's got a muzzle uh, but with scales and sharp 
teeth protruding with a, uh, a marked overbite. Still human-shaped, and you saw his friends plunge a dagger into his head, draw it, run off. By the time you got to him, you saw that the wound glowed a bit, and then he sort of melted back into a normal human. And Rue and I had a feeling of more. Yeah, and the, the, those of you who are sensitive to magic of or energies in the world have the sense that there was more here. Okay, can I cast my mind back and see if I've read or heard anything that... Because obviously you look like a half-animal, half-man kind of thing. If the animal in question... Reckon, uh, yeah, I recognise the animal, basically. If you're looking for things about stories and histories and stuff like that, then that would be a history check. If you're looking at whether you recognise the animal in terms of your knowledge of nature, then you'd have more on that. Okay. Uh, I am happy to do either, so I will do a history check. Cool. I'm going to roll the same. <laughs> Six. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to roll the same. <laughs> Being a bard, I've probably heard some stories, or possibly sang some myself. Yep. Five. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this, this is not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, th- this doesn't ring any bells for you. I mean, the the closest you could put it maybe would be like maybe a crocodile, something like that. Like because down in the the swamps in the south of the the country, um, you do get you know it's it's common folklore, it's common knowledge that there are these things like crocodiles, alligators, whatever, big beasties. But you you don't know what one looks like. You've seen bad illustrations of them somewhere, you know, or some bad description of them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the dagger out of his, ho- out of his head. It's, it's not there. They took it with him. Oh, right, yeah, mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah, okay, right. I'm going to urge us all to get the hell out of here. Definitely. We need to, at the very least, raise the alarm. If the guys on the walls aren't aware this is happening, they need to know. Everyone roll initiative, please. <laughs> Nat 20, plus 2. 15. 12. Yep. 3. Plus four for initiative, sorry, so it's seven. Seven? At the moment you've decided... Uh, actually, before we go, can I have a hit point count for everyone, please, Adam? Third... Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, currently, two. Two? Thirteen, but five of those are my temporary from the armor that I've cast. Which you've got for an hour? Yep. Five. Seven. Five, seven. Okay, cool. There's a large building near you. Basically, um, a, a one of the civic halls. In... in this city, there are several civic halls. There's a grand hall, there's you know the market hall, there's various things around, uh, and this is one of those. This is um, sort of, it's known as the lesser hall. It's not on the marketplace. That would be the market hall. This is a couple of alleys over, and you know this is as one of the major um, staging areas for the refugees. That's that's its primary purpose. It was it was kind of built for that. It's got a lot of space where they can put beds down and hammocks and all sorts of that and, and most of the refugees are being housed there including the oak family and you hear screaming what do you want to do we need to get out of here now <laughs> for we get carried away or we get attacked by too many what about the oaks yeah. we three days ago you were prepared to march on unknown forces to protect them now they might be getting kidnapped and you're just going to leave them yeah. but, to go but then i was not surrounded by possibly 300 other lizard things, so we need to leave now. The doors burst open, and running straight towards you are a group of attackers wearing red. Some of them go away from you, some of them go towards you. All hell's broken loose. There are these attackers streaming out of this building, and from the noise you would assume that they hit this building from all sides and left it from all sides. So there are 
a good number of them coming out. You can see that coming towards you are four people wearing red. I'd um, love to take a reaction shot with my hand. Do you, have a, do you have a reaction? No, but that's what I would love to do, but I can't do it. Well, we'll get there. Mm. They are a distance away and they're in the dark. Who has dark vision? Me. Well, I think you're holding. Nope. Oh, so all, all except Rue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> those of you with dark vision are going to see that there are uh, that two of the Kotavari have captives, uh, and they appear to be children or small people. that might be halflings. You never know. But you'd assume that they were that they were children, um, okay. and they're all running towards you. I'm gonna say to Gimbal, Gimbal, we're gonna have to kill to get out of this. Gimbal's going to look at Bleak, sort of uh, you scout. Have three words. Because this is happening quick. Alright. Now, Gimbal's going to look at Bleak, scowl a little and nod. Right. Everyone ready up. Cool. Here we go again. Alright, so give me a marching order. What, what, what are you doing and where are you? You were next to this alleyway, and these people have now come into this alleyway. Are you moved into the alleyway? Are you in the open? What, I've moved into the alleyway and behind a barrel. Or if there's anything to be, be hiding, hiding behind, I'm behind it. And, I'm, uh, and, I'm drag, and I want to drag him. Mm-hmm. Move me. Hi, Alan. Call it. Uh, hi. Ah, fuck. Counted. Uh, yeah, you are in luck. There is a water butt. <laughs> but, which is I, a very I, large Have I dragged him with me? Um, do you want to put up a fight? No, yeah, he's caught me off guard. I, I, I just sort of frowned at him and decided I'm, I basically unstrung my bow ready to shoot arrows at these things and he's just gone back of the collar. Cool, so yeah, you, you've got him. Um, who the is rest of you can sort yourselves out. <laughs> I am just at the end of the alley, in plain sight, right in the middle. I have yet to have figured out that, you know, hiding behind things is a good idea in fights. This is all new to me, so, you know, learning curve. And where is Karahad? I'm going to try and foolishly <laughs> help you. You can't do anything yet, just tell yeah. me where you're standing. Yeah, well, I'll stand in front of him to try and guard him. Okay, so you've got sword and shield out? Yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome. So, the group's going to just charge straight towards you, and you can see fairly easily that the guy in front is slightly bigger and uh, looks a bit more professional. Yeah, this guy's going to uh, run towards you, and he's going to stop his, his group just before they get to you. So, the, they've, they've sort of elongated out, and he's going to get them back into a group. Um, and he's going to come towards you, and he's going to lead the charge. So he's going to take a crack at uh, Karahad, who is in front, uh, and he is going to get virtually nothing. So he's going to get uh, six versus your AC. He's, he's, he's 14. 14. Yeah. And 16 versus your AC. 14. So he's two. he's armed with uh, a club with some sort of iron studs in the, uh, the end. Uh, and he's, off, he's he's pretty handy with this thing, so he's like bashes one off your shield and then just comes back and whips it around Spikes and again. goes for your leg. Four damage. Oh god. That's one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all nearly dead. Who's next? Gimbal. Okay, Gimbal is going to draw a bead on this big guy. Sixteen. Sixteen? On oh, the big guy? Yeah. It's going to hit. Do some damage. How much is it towards if you're in cover? If you are in cover... You don't get any advantage shooting from cover. It's uh, bonus to... It bonus to AC. AC. So you've both... We'll say that both of you, because you're going to have to pop out to take a shot, you've got half cover. Okay. If you want to hide, then you do that, um, and that'll get you total cover, which means you can't be targeted directly. Okay, uh, so to... what's partial cover towards? Uh, you've got... Uh, let's say you've... Uh, Bleak, you've got half cover, which is plus two to your AC. Okay. 
gimbal being smaller has three quarters cover and that's plus five right now. Nice. Okay. Yay. I need that. <laughs> okay, so damage. Eight. Eight damage. Awesome. Anything else you want to do? No. Unless, would, would, no, I wouldn't be able to heal myself or anything, would I? Uh, you don't. You don't have any healing spells left, do you? No, but I've got a healer's kit. Got a healer's kit. Uh, that would be a full action to do. Full action. Yeah. Fair enough. I thought you said though that with the spells, I can cast them as many times as you've got spell slots. Yeah. Uh, so, so, I've got, so I've got two spell slots, so I can use just those two spells, but over and over. Um. So you. You've got two spells that you know, and you've, you've got four spells you know. You've got two first level spell slots, which means you can cast two first level spells of any sort. Yeah. Before you take a long rest. Oh right. Okay. Cool. I'm and not rest last time cast you that. cast healing word, which yep. is the first level. Yep. Yep. Is it? Yes, it's first level. Um, so it's first level, uh, and you cast blade ward as well, which is That's a cantrip. zero. That's cantrip. Uh, those two so, are cantrips. Those two are spells. Yes, you have one spell slot left. So yeah, you could cast that. What action is it? Is it a full action? Casting time? One bonus action. One bonus action, so you could cast that now. So I can cast Healing Word? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to do that then on myself, because I really need it. Hiding behind a barrel while the dwarf has got one hit point left. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, if he was dead, everybody's dead, so... Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, okay, so 1d4 plus spell casting ability, so 15. Ooh. 2, 17. That puts me back up to the maximum anyway. Cool. Get back up there. Woo! What are you doing? Okay, I'm gonna stay carrying behind Carrahan. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout, Who the fuck are these guys? And as I do it, I point at them mm-hmm. and I cast Eldritch Blast accidentally. <laughs> I don't know, I can do this. Um, so a beam of crackling energy streaks towards the creature within range, make a ranged spell attack against the target. When I hit the target takes one D ten force damage. So Range attack is 8 plus 5, so 13. Versus who? How many are there? There are four. There's the guy in front, there is one unburdened, and there are two burdened. I, I'm just going to roll for it because it's a complete wild shot. I'm not aiming. I'm just literally going for whoever one is. That'll be the person in front. Okay, yep. Okay, so what's the damage? No, you, what's the. So to hit was. It's 13. 13, that hits. Okay, and the damage is 1d10, so. 5. Five damage, gorgeous. All right, and I, I look at my finger as a little bit of smoke comes out of it. I'm thinking, holy shit, that's cool. <laughs> Karahad. Um I want to try and take the axe, the big club. You said I want to try and smash that with a shield, with my shield out of his hands. You're going to try and disarm this guy then? Yeah, yeah. It's like a last bane attempt with my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Um, there isn't a disarm action, and a disarm is a thing you get at higher levels if you go uh, towards like the Battlemaster route. So okay. what I'm going to do is I'm going to say roll with disadvantage. Yep. If anyone wants to give him their inspiration so we can roll flat, then that would be a thing. Um, I'll, gi- I'll give him my inspiration because I usually have the bardic inspiration. Yep. So. Although you. if you want to give him your inspiration as well, Mike, he can roll with advantage. I okay. need this for them up. Yeah. If I got inspiration for the fact I use my new power for this time, I'll give that to him straight away. Well, it's not a great, it's not a great thing. If uh, I was considering making you roll with disadvantage because you were like, yeah. um, in which case you, you might have allowed, but I, I thought I'd just give you the flat roll. So okay, fair enough. But if you, if you know, if you want to wreck on it, and, you know, so roll in flat. Four. 
plus. Uh, what's, what's that, sorry? It's plus seven! Plus seven. Eleven. Uh, eleven is gonna hit. Yeah. So you are you are gonna damage this guy. Roll a d6 for damage, please, because you're using your shield. Four. Plus your strength modifier? Yeah, that's. Strength modifier. Top one. Yeah, plus five. That's nine. Nine damage? Yeah. And he is disarmed. He's gonna his club's gonna drop to the ground as you smack his forearm and lose that inspiration, motherfucker. Anything else you wanna do? Not at this point. Not at that point. Alright. Bleak! Gonna pop out from under cover. Notice that there's people running with people on their shoulders, and I'm gonna go for the one that's closest to me. With my hand crossed. With someone on his shoulder. Okay, cool. Uh, The one that's closest to you, alright. Roll for it. Ten. Ten, he's not gonna hit. Bastard. And anything else you wanna do? As a rogue, bonus actions are your friend. I don't know what bonus actions I can actually have as a rogue. I don't think I've got got any at level one. At level one, okay, yeah, fair enough. It's gonna be these guys now, each one of them, other than, so the the main guy's gone first. Uh, For the benefit of people listening, I've rolled initiative twice, so it's not just been the whole group. There's the guy who's leading, who's got the first initiative roll, he goes first in the round, then his uh, his boys have a separate initiative, and they actually go at the end of the round. The three, uh, one of them who is not encumbered, he's going to um, just go along with the two who are encumbered, and what they're going to do is, um, is he's going to help carry, and they're going to take a dash action, and they're going to try and run through you. This alleyway is about 10 feet wide. So they're going to try and dash around Karahad and Rue. That would take them away from the water butt where Bleak and Gimbal are hiding. So as they run past, they're going to take attacks of opportunity from Karahad and from Rue. Uh, it's a melee attack, so it's dagger attack or sword attack or whatever. So uh, roll it, please. 20. Is that a nat 20? Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake! This is why you never add anything up and you don't know what sums go where because you can roll nothing but fucking 20s. Someone take a hammer to that dice. Someone do it now. I'm a DM and I command you. What the will you give me? In fact, no, it's not the die, is it? Because it's every die he touches. Someone break his hand. (laughs) Good old lefty. Um, So it's max damage. So, uh, no, it's uh, damage die twice. So, what's your damage die? Um, so that's 1d8 plus 5. So it's 2d8 plus 5? Yeah, yeah. That's a d10. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 5. 10 plus 5. 15. 15. You are going to smoke this mook. So uh, describe how you take this guy down. Well, I'm feeling really faint. We're kind of carrying over you, just trying to protect you. And then this, so I just get my long sword out. What's, what's the half stuff? Half sword. Yeah, half sword, yeah. So I see a one coming past, and I grab him, just smash into him. Um, see, let's, let's start there. So um, half sword is where you grab the sword, uh, one hand on the hilt, yep. and one hand in the middle of the blade. And um, I wind him as he's trying to dash past. He, t- he starts tumbling back, and then snap him right in the right in his gut. With a sort of Stab him as he falls back. Yeah. yeah. You've had enough of this nonsense. Cool. So yeah, he goes down and gurgles, and... The guy behind him holding a... So you only get... Uh, so this is your reaction, okay? As a, a attack opportunity is your reaction. You can choose not to take an attack opportunity if you want to use your reaction for something else. But generally, first level characters don't get reactions. So um, now we're on to Rue, your attack of opportunity. Seven! This guy's going to get past you, so he streams on past you. So obviously I'm attacking him with my dagger then, in that case if he gets past me. 
Well, he's supposed to run onto it. Where are you going? Where are you going? <laughs> so, yeah, he's going to uh, run past you and he's going to get to the edge of this large pit that's occupying most of the marketplace. There's uh, the other one who is burdened uh, is going to also run past you. So, in, in the shadow of his friend, so he's like, you know, uh, human shield kind of thing going on. And uh, he also gets to the edge of this, this pit. So, as their boss sees them, gets the edge of the pit, he's actually going to throw himself backward and draw a dagger. Uh, let's let's make this uh, an opposed check because he's serious about this. So, um, does anyone want to make a? Sorry, uh, anyone in close combat want to make a reflex? Uh, so, sorry, wants to make a dexterity check, flat dexterity, to see if you can hit him before he dances back. Me neither. Yeah. Closest only, so you want me to take this one because you're with it. <laughs> you can't really afford it in the second game. <laughs> um, eight. Flight. Flight eight is not going to beat him, so he um, throws himself back. It's only about five feet or so uh, with this very small dagger in his hands, and he again plunges this dagger into the forehead of his fallen comrade, draws it out, and he's going to run in the opposite direction. So we're out of initiative. What do you want to do? This guy's running down this, back into this alley. What are you going to do? Gimbal is going to draw a bead on him quick, quick and try and shoot him in the back as he's running away. My little train killer. <laughs> <laughs> um, 15. 15 is going to hit his numbers. Yes. Uh, no, six. Seven. Seven damage. Uh, he is going to take one... Um, into the back, and he's going to falter, but he's going to keep running. And I'm going to fire again. Fire. You fire again, take a shot. Nine. Nine is not going to hit, it's going to whiff. Uh, and he's going to get to the end of this alley, and he's going to start turning. Does anyone want to make a dexterity check to see if they can get him? Me. Why not? Ten. Nat 20, ten. 19. 19. What would you be hitting him with? I would be hitting him with Frostbite. Because I see that as being the best thing to slow down. Okay, but we got the Nat 20 first. Mm-hmm. Same again, I'm just going to whip out another arrow quick and just loose. Go for it. Um, to hit or. Go to hit. Oh. <laughs> Never mind. Um, 8. Not going to hit. Billy? It's an automatic hit, so it's uh, he takes a Constitution saving throw versus Constitution my, uh, saving throw. And my uh, spell save DC is 13. Okay. And he's going to make it. <sighs> so he leaves sort of tracks of uh, frost behind him, but he seems to have dodged the, the, the best of it. As he disappear behind this building, what are you doing? Swearing. Guys, seriously, we need to go now. We're falling apart here. Yeah. You know, under usual circumstances, but I'm with you. But we need to tell someone on the way out. Fine. Fine. Okay, so you're going, where are you going? We're going to go to the main gates. No, there'll be a, a big bell. We're on there like, to like say like that they're going to be attacking, they're going to be like, a warning bell somewhere. What you're talking about is the human cry. Yes. And that is when you go around saying fire, foes, murder. <coughs> I think you might be referring to signal bell. Like a church bell. Like a church bell, yeah. you know, usually they ring them. Fire, foes, murder. Fire, foes, murder. Fair enough. Those so guys go out with a handbell. So <laughs> this town doesn't have any kind of siren. No. We need to get some guys at the wall, don't we? Then they're pretty busy. 
hard enough to get busier, aren't we? Mm. So, I've got a horrible feeling where we're going to be blood nervous. We're going to have to possibly try and fight our way out. Stop it all, yeah, or fight our way out. Um, I'm awfully escaping and getting out alive, so there's my vote. But we need to move now. So you're just discussing this in the alleyway? Yeah. What's Karahad's thoughts on this? Um, I'm nearly, I'm like, nearly passed out on the floor, really, to be honest. Um, I just, I want to get away, I want to get somewhere safe. And while, while Bleak's discussing this, I'm going to try and, I'm going to use my healer's kit on Karahad. Um, doesn't say, I don't have down here what I use for a healer's kit, though. It is a wisdom medicine check. And we have a house rule for it, so based on your results, we will uh, give some healing. Okay, How well. loud can you shout anyway, Gimbal? Probably not very, I'm a I tiny, tiny can shout very loud because I can use my minor illusion uh, to create a sound. And we need you to make the loudest cracking or shouting sound like you can't draw attention. This. Well, would, that's a good point. Would you be able to use words in your illusion? Yeah, it's because uh, I mean, you could simple cry enemy within. I used it to create there uh, when uh, we got the arm What's the range? You did. Well, the range is 30 foot, but I think that's me casting it. It's not necessarily... So you can, you can make an effect within 30 feet. While you look for that, can I roll my medicine check? You can certainly can, yes. So... You're about 400 feet away from the nearest wall. Right, okay. It's a long way away. You're in the middle of the city. 12. No, no, no medicine mod or anything, just 12. Okay, so you, you need to have a mod. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So, according to our house rule, that is uh, 1d6 gets a roll to heal. Okay. One. Sorry, Karahad. <laughs> Doubled my. <laughs> so, uh, see, now that's a positive outlook. <laughs> Doubled your current health. There we go. Yeah, he, he tries to sort of bandage this wound, but it's not really bleeding, it's a blunt force. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Throwing bandages out the way. <laughs> Turn into a mummy. Yep. What are we doing? Um, well, it says here that uh, if you create a sound, its volume can range from a whisper to a scream. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. about 400 feet away from the nearest wall, which would be the internal corner yeah. of the inner keep. So where you've got the, the keep tower in one corner, which is surrounded by its own little curtain wall, that would be the nearest thing. So, so it, to, to get to like the, an actual city wall, it's even further. I don't think I can use this to... How high is the wall? I'm trying to think of it in feet or metres. Which you more comfortable with, feet or metres? Metres. Metres. Uh, it's about 25-30 metres tall. That's a big fucking that's, wall. Yeah, that's huge. It's not its first siege. Yeah. I think if we do manage to get up the wall, there's going to be an entire army of sieging people at that wall. There's ways out of the city. Not, I was going to say, it's got more than one wall. Yeah, Trust me, there's ways out of the city. What you're going to see, uh, so while Gimbal is fixing up Karahad, and the rest of you, and the other two of you are, are looking around for things, Rue and Bleak are going to miss this, but crawling on the ground, sort of over and around the rubble that's around them, um, almost in fact crawling over Karahad's leg, is going to be a metre long centipede, just going about its business. Yeah. And as it crawls down, while you're still, you know, throwing bandages and, and going, what, what does this do? <laughs> yeah. um, 
then as it, as it goes down the street, you're going to see uh, it gets ripped apart by a rat that's easily metal. What the fuck is going on? Can I roll perception to see if I spot this? You did spot this. Oh, so I did spot this. This sensory basically crawled over you. Oh, right, okay. So, uh, Gimbal's sort of just going to scream and go, Rue! Bleak! And point. Holy shit. What he said? What the hell's going <laughs> on? We need to leave before my mind gets any more looking. Gimbal, Gimbal's going to spin around, glare at Bleak, and be like, Tell us what's going on. I don't know what's going on. You know more than we do. What's happening? A very large spider crawls out of the hole in the marketplace, followed by another, and they disappear into some dark nooks and crannies. How big are these? We're talking dustbin lid size. Can I, can I do a, a, a perception check to make sure that I've not shrunk? <laughs> you most certainly can. Two. <laughs> oh no, no, with my modifier. Five. <laughs> you have not shrunk. Okay. There is a building next to you. Thought it was worth checking. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? Um, I'm going to roll insight to see if I can tell whether he's telling the truth about um, whether he knows nothing about this or not. So we're bleak. Yeah, we're bleak. About this. Okay. And I roll a twelve. Um, are you telling the truth? No. You're not telling the truth? No. Do you, so you know something that's going on? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, this, this, this could be interesting. Yeah. So uh, roll me a, roll me a uh, charisma deception. Wow. Oh, 20. 20? So that was a, that's a modified 20. It is, yes. Alright then, so yeah, you, um, you believe it. Okay. So Gimbal's just going to um, look at Bleak, sort of half close an eye, raise an eyebrow, and turn away, slightly disgusted. Okay, let's explore options. We can't, even if we do get over the wall, there's an entire army out yep. there. We can I, take the sewers out. I was just about to suggest maybe trying to use one of their holes to go. If there's stop. <laughs> if there's huge spiders and cockroaches and god knows what coming out of these things, God knows what's going to be in the sewers. Is there any kind of other option we can explore? Karahan, what are you doing while this is going on? I'm leaning against the alleyway wall, um, trying not to be sick. <laughs> <laughs> kind of with one hand leaning on my shield. A bit, uh, a bit disorientated and seeing all these things, but noticed they're all you were seeing them as well, so not feeling as scared. <laughs> yeah, am I hallucinating? Oh no, it's okay, everybody else sees it. <laughs> we're in no position to fight. No. We need to alert, either alert them or save ourselves. Can, we get, out, can we get out using the river, maybe? No, because the army would be looking at the river. You know that they're um, steel portcullis. Over each river, um, as it, as, or each side of the river as it goes through the city, those steel gates. <clears throat> to allow the river to flow through, but you can't get through them. Right. Flip a coin. Say so, what do you want to do? I don't know, what do you want to do? <laughs> I want to run as fast as possible in the opposite direction of all of this shit. 
Right, you got my vote. Anyone else? Out of the building, down this alleyway, you're going to see people's heads poking out. Uh, it's the elderly, the infirm, the people who weren't drafted for the watch, people who weren't put onto the walls because they could fight. You're going to recognise one of them as Jane Oak. And she's crying. And she's screaming. She's screaming a name. Whose name, then? It's two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> You're really good at that. <laughs> <laughs> at this moment, I'm going to focus on Gimbal and Rue. So, you have had to rest from your very strenuous day. Gimbal um, and Rue? Or no, sorry, Gimbal and Luke. And during that rest, all of you were a bit banged up. And you, your immediate concern is not to get to this family and tell them everything's alright. Your immediate concern is find somewhere to sit the fuck down and heal up a bit. Okay? Well, I'm actually at full health for the last, for, from a day ago, so I'm okay. But I'm not fully compass mentis. No, your, your, your scars are not physical. So, uh, but yeah, you're, you're not in a, in a mood to go traipsing around and giving good news and things, so you're a bit. Uh, wary. So uh, the other two can be present for this if you so if you so wish. Um, however, uh, I'm going to give it to who who would take initiative in this? Um, Bleak would because Gimbal right now is like I said he's not thinking. He's uh, is a little bit spaced. Can I, just before you guys get into this, can I just say that what's your hit points currently days ago? Uh, that was five. Right, I'm on four, so shall we say that we're in the corner bandaging each other? Yeah. We'll do the captain. <laughs> I'll say it. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll do we'll do the the, the role mechanics for that later. Like, so that's what we're doing. We do. We're not going to bother with the mechanics for that. Okay. 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 Cool. So, um, take it. I'm going to sit down and crack two glasses, one of us, and a big bottle of what I'm assuming is whiskey. Yeah, and now I'm going to pour in four fingers and tell him to down it. Gimbal's just going to stare at the glass for for a few seconds, reach out a shaking hand, pick it up, and knock it back in one, and then choke. <laughs> <coughs> this this is severe stuff. This, this is got to at least pay for the good yeah. stuff. Whiskey is a, is a is a comparatively new drink. Most people would go for brandy as the cheaper thing. But whiskey is kind of a, like a new import from you know within the last like hundred years or so. It's, it's got popular. I'm going to explain to you, but like today we don't need the good stuff. We need the horrible stuff to remind us <laughs> of the lives we took today. And Gimbal's just going to sort of uh, st- still staring at staring at his empty glass. I'm going to fill it again. I'm going to fill mine. And uh, Gimbal's just going to sniff a little bit. Says it's going to start rolling down his cheeks. He's just gonna mumble. Sure fault. Christ, Gimble, get hold of yourself. Gimble's just gonna look at him, look up at Bleak, and just go, "It's your fault!" and throw the glass at him. I'm gonna let it hit me. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, no! I've just, I've just shot it like a massive glass of whiskey here. So, um, would this have affected me very quickly? Oh yes. Okay. So I'm gonna roll a Constitution check to see um, how drunk I am. Three plus one four. So this you're, is you're, you're yeah. This has gone straight to my head. So I'm not going to hit you with this glass. I'm just going to throw it at you, and it's going to fly past you. 
and I'm going to, I'm going to stand up. So as I said, say stand up. I'm going to get off my chair and I'm just going to scream at you. It's your fucking fault. I've never killed anybody before. You've been along for three months and I've already killed two people in a day. I'm going to grab you by your arm, flip you onto the table, back up, rip open your shirt, pull out my dagger, and I'm going to cut a long line across your heart. Gimbal is going to, obviously, fight back. He's going to try and, um, he's not thinking, because obviously he's drunk. He's not going to reach for a weapon, he's just going to try and punch him. Um, the line of the scar is going to become a bit ragged as you're thrashing around a bit. Um, and it turns into a slight curve. So it's not a dead straight, a slight curve to it. That's my present moon shape. Okay. Um, you want to hit him? Yeah. Screaming incoherently. No rolls. Cool. So you're going to hit him. Um, it's not going to do any damage, but he's, he's going to hit you in the face. And, and then um, Gimbal's just going to scream again. It's like, you tried to abandon us. It's like, since you've been here, it's been nothing but danger. And it's all your fault. Why are you doing this? I'm just going to get you up, sit you back on your chair, and pass you my drink. Not even looking, I'm going to reach out, grab it, and knock it back again. And then I'm going to burst into tears again. And I'm, going to, I'm just going to keep repeating, why? Why? Why do you have to do this? Where I come from, killing, killing something, be it beast, man, is a rite of passage. And that today he did a very admirable job of saving his friends. His kill wasn't out of bloodlust. It was out of love for his friends. And that's something you should be very proud of. The scar that is now over your heart is a way of you remembering all, all the, the people you killed. And it'll always stay with you. And I'm going to show you my scar. Which is also a crescent. And Gimbal's just going to mumble. I never wanted to kill anyone. You didn't even say thank you, <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> I didn't say thank you because I didn't need to. You saved my life. You saved everyone's lives with your actions. This we should be very proud of. If you didn't, then we, we could have all be dead now. So you, I'd like to think you made a choice. And yeah, I'd like to think you made the right one. And Gimbal's just going to say, I don't even know if you are my friend. You tried to abandon us. You followed, didn't you? And fades of black. It's the next day, so you've, you've healed up, so it's the third day's gone, you're into the second day. You're all up to full health and spells and all those things. You've healed up, and now you're in the position, I think you had plans to deliver the good news to the Oak family. So, Carahad, uh, you know these guys, are you taking point? Is everyone else coming with you? That's I'm, not. I'm nursing a hangover right now. Vomiting copiously. Okay. Uh, so are you staying behind? I'm, I'm staying behind, yeah. Cool. Um, Rue, are you going? Uh, I don't know. Rue, are you going? If I, if I have to, yes. No, I have to. Are you going? Or are you going to follow me? Oh, no, I'm going to... I'm going to stay. Go. I'm going to stay. Okay. Yeah, so okay. we're going to go. Yeah. So, uh, oh, oh, before, before we go, I'm going to ask you, have you guys, like, kissed and made up now? Mm. Is, is everything good? Not really. Oh, okay. Is it, is it going to be a problem, though? I'll wait and see, Okay, Carahad and Rune. Yeah. What uh, uh, lead on, Carahad. Yeah, we'll we go over to the Orcs and um, go in, just um, calm everything down and tell them that 
the issue has been sorted. Okay, so uh, you're going to go into this, this large building. Um, a lot of people during the day are actually going to be out of that building because it's, it gets a bit claustrophobic and really, you know, they pack it in at night, it's warm and um, mm. people are just sleeping. But uh, people are kind of milling around. Um, you know, there's no tables up, but there's plenty of like, beds and things and people are playing dice games and they're playing card games or they're telling stories or, you know, running around and, and being untamed youths and whatnot. You see that Jane Oak is sat next to a, a very old, very withered dwarf and just seems to be, you know, part of furniture around here. And she's got um, her three kids, Heather, Daniel and Jake. Daniel and Jake are fighting, as they normally are, trying to destroy everything around them, but somehow not managing to actually hurt each other. And Heather is very busy telling them off, because it's against the rules. When you come in, Jane looks towards you, Karahad, with a very hopeful but concerned look on her face, and you can tell that she wants to ask you what's going on, but she doesn't want to ask you about the children. Okay. In that case, then, I'm going to... A knowing nod to the yeah, and I'm going to turn to the kids and I'm like, alright kids, so you, uh, you want to see some magic? <laughs> and I'm going to start performing some kind of like minor illusion, kind of like butterflies and flames and just stuff to distract them so you can have a bit of conversation. They, they see the butterflies go and they immediately stop playing and they look at you and go, <laughs> and then they see the fire, so the butterflies there, you're sort of thinking, um, boys, butterflies, yeah, so um, butterflies ignite. <laughs> um, and they go, <laughs> and they, they just are all all full of monosyllabic kind of words at you, like, <laughs> which you assume is in the language you speak, but you're a child. Yeah, sorry, I just continue with the budget. Do you want to do a charisma performance check, please? Because they're going to buy it. They're going to buy this. They're they're not going to roll the saving throw. Thirteen. Thirteen, yeah, these kids are in the palm of your hand. So all three of these kids are there. And so you're kind of tailoring your little illusions to what they like and stuff for Hedo and stuff for Dave and stuff for Jake. Individually, they, they, they are just like, ah. They might actually be in comas right now. Uh, <laughs> they would not be able to tell because they're actually quiet for this moment. Carahad. Take Jane over to the side while all the firework and flames and butterflies and stuff are floating around and just say, I know you're concerned, but there's no need to worry anymore. Everything's sorted. How? What, what, what do you mean? That, that, man, that man said he'd, he'd come back is. That man's. Not gonna come back anymore. What did you do? We didn't do anything. We just let him know that he's not welcome around you. And and he's gonna take that. He, he, he definitely. Uh, I want you to roll me a charisma persuasion, please. Five. Any modifiers to that? I did. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> finally, we find the thing he's not good at. <laughs> insight. She has no idea what you're talking about. He, he said if, if we went to anyone for help, he'd come back. That, that he'd know. Okay, we, we went to see him and we've had a word. Let's leave her at this. He's not coming back. The elderly dwarf next to Jane is actually just going to put one hand on her arm and he's going to say, 
I don't think he's going anywhere ever again. <laughs> and looks up at you as to say, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did I get that right? <laughs> Skip and nod, didn't I? <laughs> I was going to say, despite the fact that he caused him convinced, you guys don't know he's dead. Don't forget. So yeah, he just he just sees the look of finality in your eye and he's like, mm, yeah, I, I, I think something happened here. I don't want to know. At this point, Jane is going to look over to her, her kids and she's actually going to say, it's okay, kids, that the bad man's not going to go up. And she sees the light show that you're putting on and she is just going to scream. I'd like you to roll me a... Let's do a concentration check. So this is a um, constitution check, please, with DC of 10. Two. <laughs> Plus my constitution. So, four. Okay, so she screams. And at the same moment that you are just doing, like, some sort of whiz-poppy thing going on, you know, um, you're creating an illusion. Tell me what that illusion is. A bunny rabbit made of fire. So it's not a bunny rabbit on fire, it's a bunny <laughs> rabbit of fire. Very important distinction. Yeah. Is currently uh, being chased around comically by a wolf of fire. Life size, or are we talking small? No, no, small, kind of like a, kind of like between like two hands, kind of stretched out in front of you. Kind of like a small little, kind of like, almost like a puppetry show happening in yeah. Yeah. At the same moment that this scream goes off, the, the fire sort of dissipates, but the, the shapes are sort of held for a little while as, as it goes. It doesn't just like wink out of existence. It kind of like, um, like, have, have like a whoosh, like the fire is dying from the inside out and it sort of just pops a little bit. And the sound of silence, punctuated by the sound of about 50 to 80 heads turning in unison, <laughs> all happens at once. What do you want to do? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm considered that. Carrot, <laughs> yeah, you notice this as well. Does Carrot know that you can do this shit? Um, I he's um, only he's only done it before at the gate. Yeah, and he, that was a voice. Uh, yeah. But he has done this. We've established that he's used this skill before. What I established was the fact that because this one taps directly into your subconscious and your imagination, it was the first one I discovered it materialised really quickly and early on. So I've, I've got a really good handle of it, hence how I can do all the, the fancy stuff with it. Um, it's just not dawned on me that other people don't really see this as being normal. Um, does Carrie have seen it before? Um, he's seen, I don't think he's seen anything quite as elaborate as this before. He's seen you do like little voices and whispers and yeah, yeah. flashes of light, but nothing so detailed and yeah. intricate. Just some stuff to get you out of trouble when yeah. maybe someone's starting to fight once and you just like... Uh, Distraction like, technique. Yeah, an illusion yeah. of a very large man behind you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Didn't need one. Had a very large dwarf. <laughs> um, yeah, so we could say, yeah, so we could say I was aware of these things, but I've never seen them in such full blossom before. Mm-hmm. So you're you're quite yeah, yeah. just without the scream. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone has their eyes on you. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna say, uh, don't worry, guys. Totally harmless. Any requests? <laughs> and just try and make light of it, basically, as as if there's no oh, nothing to worry about. Okay. Hi. Hi. Someone in the crowd is going to stand up. Slightly elderly female elf is going to stand up and, and point at you. And she's going to shout out, He's consulting the dark powers! 
Um, oh, shit. Uh, fire foes murder! Fire foes murder! She's going to run out of the fire building and raise a human flag. What do you fire do? Fire foes murder! I think fire it's time. Yeah, yeah, Scarf. Fire <laughs> so, uh, it's okay, keep donations, uh, free show, nice to meet you all, um, glad everything's alright with your family, I'm going out, bye. <laughs> just, just make it, turn around, strike my heels yeah. and out, uh, uh, don't even try to explain or anything. To the rapturous applause of three children. <laughs> yeah. A small but loyal following. <laughs> That's happening. <laughs> so you, are you scarpering with three? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Guilty by association. (laughs) (laughs) Alright then. The next day, there's going to be a visitor to the tavern. And you all know this guy. He is a man who tends to be seen where there is word from up on high, or up on low, if that's what you want to judge as. This is the face of the Baron. You've never seen the Baron, but... This is the guy he sends out to communicate his orders, his wishes. And he's going to come into the gauntlet and he's going to be looking around. Is this the same day as we went to go see the Oaks, or is this the next day after that again? This is the next day after that. Okay. Okay. Um, in fact, no, no, it's the same day as that. So it's, 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 it's uh, two days before the, 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 the night of troubles. Okay, okay. So, you've, you know, in the morning you went along to, to go and see the kids and... You know, going to get trouble now, you're back here. And um, he's going to come in. Where are all of you? I'm back in the pub. Yeah. yeah. I've be... not left the pub, really. I've been, I've, been in, I've been in the gauntlet pretty much all day, being sick. Uh, are you up to performing, or are you still shaky? Um, At the moment, you, you can you can hold your, your stomach, but you, you might be hungover or... Whatever. I was going to say, I'll be hungover. Um, I've done most of my throwing up. I've had, I've had some water and some hearty stew. The bartender was mildly impressed about how I um, knocked back so much raw fire whiskey for uh, such a small person. Basically gave me a free meal, hoping to get me back on my feet in time to perform for the evening. So I'm going to say that I'm still not feeling 100%, and I'm still I'm a little bit wobbly on my feet, but I'm back on track. Kind so of you can get the heart going, but you can't really get the flute going, it's too much to be breathing and going... <laughs> yeah, right, right now I'm just sort of uh, sat on a, on a barrel on, on the stage, twinkling away. Just power cords, doing smoke yeah. on the water. Yeah. It's nice and simple. Is everyone else doing? We could be trying to lighten the mood, really, with telling the story of what just happened. Yeah, um, kind of, I'll be giving you a... Because you've never seen it properly. Like, no, no. Either, so I'll be giving you a bit of a demonstration. You can be, like, poking and prodding at it. And yeah, be like, wow. There, my hand goes yeah. yeah, do something else, do something <laughs> <laughs> So, um... So, so the three of you are in conversation and, and you're doing a thing. Yeah. Glowering slightly oblique. Okay, so, <clears throat> alright, so uh, I'm pointing as well, this is bad for audio, so yes, so uh, the th- so three of you are having a conversation while uh, Gimbal is, is performing and uh, giving Stink Eye. This chap looks utterly nondescript. This is a man that you would choose not to look at in the street, not because he's ugly, not because he's striking away or seems um, to be violent, but he seems so completely normal and average that your eye just sort of slides off him. He's a very missable person. And he's going to walk straight up to you, turn his head to one side, nod at the barman. Barman uh, finds a reason to be at the other end of the bar, cleaning glasses. And he's going to walk up to the three of you, look at Gimbal, 
and uh, he says to, says to Gimble, he holds up two silver pieces and says, do you take requests? Gimble nods. And he's going to go, well, shut up and come over here. <laughs> Gimble will say, I don't know that one. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> Gimble will uh, hop down off the barrel, tuck his harp on his belt, and stroll over, picking up the silver on the way and putting it in his, uh, in his pouch. Yeah, he's going to sit all down. And he's going to look at Bleak. So now these are, we know these are. They should have some sense about them. But you can read the signs. You know the word. Tell me, Bleak, what is it about keep your head down you fail to understand? Gimbal's head's going to snap round and we're going to look at Bleak intensely. Ah, you're talking about the large man. We are talking about the moment. To be fair, he was ignoring Pact also. Go on. He was profiting from threatening and scaremongering innocence. I merely put a stop to that. I'm surely he told you this. Who was he threatening? The Just want to cooperate. Don't worry about it. The families. Which families, Garrett? Oak family. The Oak family. Oak family. Okay. Oak family. And you see him run this sort of little tally. Balberg's three kids. Mother on her own. Hold up in, um, there in the lesser hall. I'm going to check on that. What's it to you anyway? Not a lot to me. Might be a lot to you. Don't go anywhere, boys. And he's going to get up and walk out. It's nice, like. Do you practice in the mirror? In fact, no, I don't want to know the answer. To that. No, never mind, never mind. I think it's when he runs out of something that's like, okay, I've gone as far as I can go with this. Let's switch back to something else while I think of something new. <laughs> so you've decided to get the fuck out of Dodge. We're still deciding what to do. It wasn't Heather screaming. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes. No, there is, yeah. Okay, yeah, sorry. So, um, while you were sitting trying to decide what the fuck to do, um, Jane has popped her head out of the building. She's accompanied by this old dwarf, whose name you don't know, and uh, several other women and menfolk around her, and um, they're all very cautiously coming out, but this older dwarf is actually holding Jane back, and she's screaming the name Heather over and over and over again. And they see you, and the older dwarf lets Jane break forward towards you. And he sort of trundles on behind her as best he can with a bit of a limb. Jane is going to take hold of Karahad. She's not even going to see that you're injured. And she's going to just be saying to you, My baby! Why did they take my baby? You see my baby! And, the, and she's just, over and over again, she's, she's just saying the same stuff. She's beside herself. Horribly beyond reason at this point, and this gentrified dwarf is um, not even going to try and calm her down, but he's going to look up at Rue, and he was you, which. <laughs> whoa, 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 which? Did you see anyone come out of here with kids? No, I've not really seen anyone. Well, I've seen lots of people running around with lots of people, but unlike these swart fuckers over here, I can't <laughs> see in the dark very well. You might be better off asking them. But what's all this witch nonsense? So he's just going to turn to uh, Bleak. Did you see anything? People came out of here, they had... They probably had... There had been bundles on their shoulders, they had sacks. Yeah, we saw it. Where'd they go? There, there must have been 20, 30 of them. They scattered off into all directions. Gimbal's gonna pipe up. We tried to stop them, but they were too quick. Where'd they go? Which way? Everywhere. Some ran past us, some went to the other end of the alley. There was too many for us to keep track of. You do know that two of them made it to this pit. The best thing you can do is go to alert the watch. Guys, looks like we're gonna have to go after these. Let's go. 
Um, I'm gonna... As you um, are talking to this chap, Carahad, you're occupied with Jane, who's beside herself. Rue, you are still occupied with this dwarf who's somehow assaulted. You have uh, Bleak, who's occupied with uh, talking to this dwarf again, trying to tell him what to do. Gimbal, mm-hmm. make an arcana check, please. Intelligence arcana. No. This feeling that you had of more is going to drain away. It's been something that's present in your head like a buzz, almost. And it's going to start fading away. Not completely gone, but fading. And you see the centipede that you saw crawling over Carrion and going off and getting mauled by a, a giant rat. Um, it's still being eaten by that rat, but it's a normal-sized rat and a normal-sized centipede. I'm alone there. Dungeons & Dragons is owned by Wizards of the Coast. The game world is an original creation by Paul Bennett and Robert Sanderson. The song was Shards of Glass by Louis Barabbas and the Bedlam Six. If you want to get in touch with us, it's swordnutradio at gmail.com, that's swordnutradio at gmail.com, or on Twitter at swordnut. Thanks for listening. Shards of of my own head, and then get a model cast of my own skull to put on my mantelpiece. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> just because the rest of the people couldn't go, oh, cool, Scorpius, is it? Fine. <laughs> no, no, I mean, who... Can I just say for the record, I'm reading through my notes from our session going, singing. So, should we do some interrupt, uh, interruptions? Let's do some interruptions. That's all the interruptions. Yes. Hi, I'm Mike. I play Bleak, uh, the half-rogue. Uh, Mike... <coughs> no, you're not. Oh, yeah, shit, sorry. Right, no, it's not <laughs> I got that right the past two times. It's uh, half isn't yeah. it? Hi, I'm Mike. I play Bleak, the half-breed rogue. Uh, my flaws. I heard. I do that again. Go on. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mike. I play the half-bard. Can I record at the end? All the outtakes are just going to be Mike. No, no, no. Gotta get it. Gotta get it in the cat. I'll record it at the end. No, gonna... got it. Come on. No, I, it's too late. I've ruined it. I'll forget. <laughs> I, I will not forget. I'm embarrassed myself. So. No, go Come on, on Mike. 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 Doing that. Mike. Really Mike. not gonna get me to do it. <laughs> oh, I will do it at the end. I promise. Okay. What do we do? Pause a second. <laughs> no, because no, there's something that I want to have a quick word with Mike here because it's something I was going to work into three days ago. So we've got tabletop. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. okay. Cool. So, um, yeah, out of character, basically. Um, three days ago, obviously, we're off to the pub. I'm going to have a little drunken freak out with you in the pub. Um, so, um, some things that I'm thinking I'm going to say to you in the pub are going to relate to this. Okay. to do with the own family and stuff like that. Um, obviously it's up to you how your character takes it, but okay. it's going to be stuff along the lines of I'm going to blame you for me ha- never having had to fight before and since you've come along I've, had, I've killed two people in one day um, and stuff like that. Um, and how you know, you've tried to abandon us on several occasions and basically I'm, oh, right, right, I'm so going to lose my shit. Before, before, we, before we go into that, um, what I'd like so rather than work that out now, because we'll get to that in our pain, um, I want you to decide whether that was whether you reconciled or whether you just put it on the back burner or whether you dismiss it completely. Yeah, uh, whether you just disagreed and said fuck you. So, so was it a, a good, neutral, or positive outcome? Is I think generally. 
it'd be good if it was positive. <laughs> I was going to say, considering the fact that we're probably going to be playing this game for quite some time yeah. as these characters. I mean, the, it can be a point of contention between you, and that that's fine as well. If there's character tension, that's good. So um, it's down to how your character would have handled that. I would have said I, I've apologised, but whether you believe me or not is well, 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 to you. Considering that when we're, when we're in the pub, I'm going to be drunk yeah. when this happens. Um, I'll roll for it at that point with disadvantage as to whether I believe you or not. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm, I would say, for yeah. things like, do I believe this person, if you really oh, right. want to know whether you believe it or not, you roll, an insight. The story. Yeah. you roll an insight check right. against a bluff check or a diplomacy check, right? Um, so, uh, if you really want the dice to decide it... <laughs> you actually get distracted by nipples. <laughs> there we go, that's better. <laughs> Considering he's done that, I'm surprised he managed to stand up without being bent over. <laughs> For the benefit of the audio, we're in a part of the fire station that is to do with training and all sorts of stuff, and there is a uh, what is it, an anatomical drawing of a pregnant woman with various uh, organs shown, including fetus and that sort of stuff. And Biddy has been distracted by the nipples on there and decided to cover them up with post-it notes. Yep, <laughs> because he's a child. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, in terms of your character stuff, if you really truly want to roll the dice to see if you think something, it's going to be an opposed check. So I will ask, are you being honest? And you'll say yes or no, and if you're being dishonest, it's a bluff check, and if you're being honest, it's a diplomacy check, versus your insight. Uh, and then based on that roll, we figure that out. However, if you as a character say, I don't want to believe this person, then that is what happens. Okay. Right, cool. So it doesn't have to be a role. It doesn't have to be, no. Unless you say. <clears throat> or unless, no, unless you want it to be. Fair enough. Um, so, uh, I reckon we, we reconcile to the point where we're, we can talk to each other still. Yeah, we can get along, but there's no, no love lost. Yeah, okay. Then yeah. There is, there's, there's residual tension. Yes. Yeah. That's good. Alright. Um, so bear that in mind when we get to it. Cool. Right. right, so then. Yes. We're back in the room. Back in the room. <laughs> Alleyway. I'm going to try and shoot him in the back. <laughs> Everywhere we fucking go is nice. They are, ne- they are literally next door, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's got a nice medieval-y theme to it. For the benefit of the listeners, Paul has got his head in his hands, maybe crying, for all we can tell. No? He's gone very red in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't only apologise. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. Is it the windows open? No, it's not. Can you see them? thin walls in there. How long? How long have they got it for? Do you know? <laughs> It's a shame that we can't just weave it into the storyline somehow. Yeah, yeah. We just won't be able to edit it though. The thing is, it, if, so. if they were playing well, it wouldn't be too fast. <laughs> it's the worst right noise in the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's what just, I'm yeah. just putting it out there we have weaponry. <laughs> we do have swords. We can end this. All you do is just piss on the bags. <laughs> Yeah. Oh dear. Not the new story on Northwest tonight would just be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can move rooms. To somewhere where we can't hear that. Yeah, it's just the 
Oh, thank fuck. Right, sweet. Okay, uh, everybody grab everything. The drone. Yeah. yeah All Scottish that. culture is based on a dare. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you won't wear a dress in a battle. I bet you won't wear a dress and play the most annoying instrument in the world in battle. You know? That was amazing. <laughs> That was, that was just great. <laughs> <laughs> it's made my day there. We're now safe from the bagpipes. We think. Are everyone's ears operating? What? There's <laughs> <laughs> always one. That could have went so, so hard. <laughs> it's it's, it's alright. I, I, I'd have stopped you. <laughs> um, or we'd have had an interesting link up where I'd have told you what was going on. Or maybe, maybe something could have happened, I don't know. Um, so, that was good though, made me panic. That's, that's always a good thing to do. <laughs> no, it's not. You're getting back for that. No, 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 no that was almost incredibly interesting. Um, so, uh, uh, mildly interesting. You are all holed up in wherever you're going to be. I'm just going to remind people for, for canon's sake, we did establish that you had uh, like a flat somewhere, like a, a room at least somewhere. Yes. Um, on the slot of the lane. Slot well. Oh, right. <laughs> so, you, the reason you're staying in this. in the gauntlet, there's got to be a reason for that. So, maybe you don't be spotted. Maybe you don't be found by someone. That sort of stuff. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Whatever, yes. whatever it is you do. <laughs> the rest of you might have lodgings. I know Gimble. It, that that is your place of residence. Mm-hmm. Whenever Rune. I'm in this town. Yeah, Rune, is is it your place of residence? Is yeah, I'm staying there. Cool. So you can have a regular place to stay. What residence? I'm flatland. Okay. You do have connections in a lot of places in the city. Okay. Um. So every once in a while, you know, you make from various echelons of the city as well. So you know some of the dodgy side through Bleak. You know, um, you know some of the, the common folk um, through no Carra House and Gimbal uh, and just the city. But you've also ingratiated yourselves in the um, so the, the, the upper middle class type levels of the clerks and the um, lower, lower, lower nobles and things. Because you can talk the shit with them, you can, you can raise your game and um, use your mental faculties to bluff your way in. Okay. Um, <clears throat> So that's just background knowledge for you, alright? Uh, Gimbal, you might have had some commissions. I don't know, are you a good bard or a bad bard? Um, I'd say I'm above average. So you would probably have had, say, some um, some jobs in the city for the higher-ups as well as playing the talents. Mm. Okay, so you'd have, you'd have played during dinner somewhere or whatever. I'm, I'm going to say, um, although I may have played dinners, it's not going to have been anyone particularly high up, no nobles or anything, it's going to have been wealthy merchants yeah. who their servants have heard me in the bars and have recommended me as a, a you know a, a good bard. Cool. I'm going to say with my various contacts, high and low, I've been putting people in for you as well. Cool. Yeah, if you're interested, Slotwell Lane is a real place. It's in, um, I want to say Castleford. No, Pontefract. So that is a real, real place in Pontefract. Um, it's near the um, air raid shelters and the hospital. I imagine that a single one of that road signs is ever where it should be. Is your mate got it? <laughs> yeah, no surprise. <laughs> Turns the socket on. Thank you. That could have gone badly. <laughs> it's it's the end, of the, end of the session, Paul's like, No! <laughs> <laughs> All of that gone! Why am I using the shatter from here? <laughs> so is this the same? Next day! So is this the same? <laughs> <laughs> 
For everyone listening at home, that was a terrible impression of William Shatner. Shut up. <laughs> it was amazing. You didn't see the hand movements. Adam is only alive. Hence why it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>